Um, but yeah, like I just came from uh, my mentor actually. Um, he passed away last week, two weeks, yeah, about a week and a half ago. Heart attack though, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so you know what I mean? Like that shit just and so on. once that started happening, I was like, man, I gotta just get in shape and do something, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm ever gonna be, you know, 185 one again, but so uh, I got the actually, it's funny that you talk about that. Um, I have this list of races that I want to do because we're, I wasn't a great athlete like yourself, but I hoop. You know what I'm saying? Way harder, <laughs> what about, I just, well, I would have loved to be a. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody remembers that, though. Fuck you know? that. I remember that. I'm not even shooting. Sorry to cuss, but shit. Hell no. <laughs> not going to let you do that. I remember. But there's a couple of races that I got up here, though. And I just figured, like, I think being an athlete, we need something to get the. Oh, no, no, no. Me and my homeboys actually been talking about that. Um, Cause we like yo we, cause none of us want to play you know the sport we right play right anymore, yeah because the injury yeah, and all, all yeah. that shit nah, yeah. dog. But I, I, need I have looked at like cause uh I I read David Goggins stuff um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I just finished never finished yeah oh you did finish it? yeah I finish it yet. yeah I finished that in two days bro it's an easy read though right no it is no yeah. it is I'm I'm reading I'm I'm actually this is like my ADD shit I'm reading like four different books in one time most people do that though. Oh, okay all right yeah. I ain't most know, people do that my wife's looking like why don't you finish one it's like Nah, nah, it's yeah. like a show, right? Yeah, like you got yeah, different shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I've been reading like four different ones. So like uh I got his, I got Tim Grover's, um, Tara Vanderveer, and then um it's one just a Marines. Okay. The guy like a Marine guy who just talks about like absolute stuff like that. So well, his, send me the title of it. I'll, I'll send it add to it in yeah, here for the he's, he's similar to him the way it starts. Yeah. Talks like him, very similar. But um so like, you know, I don't ever want to do what he's doing because he's running to almost death and I was like I'm not about that. I want to do that though, bro. That hard? You took cuz this book he was yeah, going Yeah, dog, the Mohab, which is like 200 and something miles and then he didn't finish. My, well, yeah. he finished, but he didn't finish. Then he yeah, went back yeah, and crushed yeah. it at on a bad knee. Yeah. The uh I don't think I want to do 200 miles. The, the Leadville, the 100 mile joint in Colorado. You want to do all that? That one, I think that's a doable. 100 one. miles? 100 miles, bro. Okay. It's it's a it's a lot of hiking and then you could like you said, you could walk run too. I don't know, 100 miles, though, James? That's a lot. How many days you got? I used to Dog, I used to walk seven miles every day. Every how, day. But how many days you got to get 100, though? Oh, uh, I think you get like five, I think you five? get 48 hours or something. 48 hours? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, obviously, you don't stop, bro. So, it's all... it's You're pretty much going to be doing it for... But you could you could uh, camp off. They have aid stations and no, stuff. No, I read like it. That. I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know if I can do 100 miles. Definitely. I was trying to get, like, 50 sounds like, yeah, that's a good one. Well, they have a JFK 50. I'm glad you said that. When is that, though? Uh, well, it'll be next year because they already okay, did it, but right. it's in Hagerstown. So we could do that. No, I'm saying I would like, yeah. No, I'm, I would, I would do, I'm yeah, signing. Yeah. So at, uh, I'm talking about it now, but I'm signing up for races, and you guys will see my progress. I will be talking about it on the pod. If you get tired of it, cut the pod off. But nah, I'll be talking about it. Because I think a lot of them people probably, I would like to see the study on how life expectancy for them, though. Like people that do. Racing and stuff like that. I bet you it's pretty high, though. Is <laughs> you know what's funny is that the level of athleticism is high into your uh, higher ages, like yeah. elderly ages. Uh-huh. But you actually, <laughs> it's funny. Walking is better than anything. No, I know that. My grandma, um, well, my I ain't, she, my grandma, whatever. Um, she walks like four miles every day, though, and that's all. I know a lot of older people that are like 75, 80. That's all they do is just walk. They said the the more you walk, if you're getting your steps in, so if you walk every day, you don't have to walk a ton of miles. I think it was like, it used to be 25. 
or five thousand. Now it's seven thousand for women, mm-hmm. and I think it's like fifteen thousand for men or something. But pretty much getting your steps in every day mm-hmm. will increase your life expectancy. Yeah. In the study that I saw. Nah, that's what I've been. And I'll try to find that to put that up here, so y'all don't think I'm lying. But since we are here. I don't know what episode it is, but I want to welcome you all back to Keep It Up Lifted Podcast. I believe this is episode 187, and we got you Coach. For yourself for that. That's pretty big. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, man. Not bad. That's bad, <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. And I want to bring back, I'm bringing, we are bringing back Coach Juan. The best basketball coach in Maryland. He is the up and coming coach. Terrapin Times is talking about him. He's on Coach USA. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes. Please stay tuned because we're also going to talk about the championship back to back. Now I would play back to back, but Drake be taking down YouTube videos. Definitely so does. so <laughs> he definitely took my uh, <laughs> we had a video until you added the back to back. Drake and Universal is not playing. <laughs> but we got back-to-back coach. Say what's up to the listeners, coach. Hey, man, how y'all doing today? Appreciate you having me back, man. Appreciate you having me back. So I wanted to start, like I said before, I did give you a little preview of the show, but I wanted to start with some stat questions. So a big thing for us, even when we were growing up, we had aspirations of making it to the league. Mm-hmm. And um, I just – I'm I'm big on numbers, right? Like you, you work in a you work in a technical field, right? Mm-hmm. Like something about our minds and no, at least my mind and numbers just it makes sense. So one to four percent of high school basketball players have odds of playing division one basketball. Do you believe there's an emphasis on basketball sports? in the black community is is there too much of an emphasis on that in the black community that's kind of a two-way question because like i tell everybody i probably wouldn't have graduated college without basketball like it kind of gave me my you know organizing times and stuff like that and being able to you know okay i got homework here and stuff like that and without sports i just really wasn't a good um at organizing my time and things like that so i think it is a needed thing um the problem i see though a lot of times is just a like the percentage you just said, a lot of people can't understand. Like for college sports, only six percent of high school students play college sports, though. D one, D two, D three. Those like six wow. percent. So like that's why I be telling parents a lot of times. Like if you play a college sport anyway, like it's you know you kind of accomplish a lot. Um, and I get that though because it took me a while to understand it. Because like I said, I went D three and I was kind of like, oh, that ain't no big deal. But the more and more I got older, you kind of realize like a lot of people really didn't play college sports though. So, um. I think it probably is emphasized too much because we've had situations where, like, you know, kids have put a lot of emphasis on it. I don't know if you – you probably – I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, it was a kid recently um, that was at Drexel actually uh, killed himself. Wow. Yeah, they had just told him, like, I guess he wasn't really going to be um, – he could finish out a scholarship there, but, you know, basketball-wise, you know, you just really weren't going to be playing there. Um, So then, yeah, he ended up, you know, taking his life and stuff like that. And I just – like, situations like that make me sad because, like – I don't ever want any of the kids I coach or anything to feel like, you know, oh, basketball's over with now. I don't have anything. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't know if that's what happened, but I know sometimes when basketball goes away, like things just go different ways. So, and, you know, I, I do in those situations, I'm like, it probably was too big of an emphasis, though. I felt that way. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I think I was trying to play uh, Juco, mm-hmm. and a uh, long story short, it just didn't work out, right? 
So, so I done, I didn't have a yeah. I had a. <laughs> it was funny because um, <laughs> I I was very delusional. Like my friends would call me, or a couple of friends at the time was calling me NBA James because they just knew I was working out so hard. Mm-hmm. I was in the gym, I was getting active, and then I got hurt, and then I just you know I never tried out grades, all of that kind of stuff. But it's funny that you say that about the kid at Drexel. Rest in peace. Uh, condolences to the family as well. Um, Kenny Smith has a book. I believe the name of the book is Talk of Champions. And mm-hmm. in the book, Kenny Smith talks about how his coach at the time, um, when he played in New York, was told him, he said, Kenny, do you think you're going to play basketball uh, in college? Yeah. He was like, yeah, coach. He was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't think so. Yeah. In a nutshell, he was just like, yeah, that's exactly what he said. Um, And he said, you know, he went to work that summer and he came back a different, a different animal. And just that's when uh, he knew the coach of, you know, Dean Smith. And he told him he had some kids up there and they came to take a look at him. And, you know, the rest is history. But how, (laughs) how did you feel when you, didn't you know you knew you weren't gonna play overseas and mine was different because like um you know once you go to and that i'm probably was realistic because like at frost where we had people you know still had dreams going overseas but um i knew that probably was never gonna be the route for me anyway um my dad my you know my dad was just really realistic with me um he's like Juan, you know you probably can play in college but you know he's like you're 5'11 you know you <laughs> athletic but not really you know athletic like that and so it was just really like you know we just I think we just always had conversations about getting a job though it wasn't really yeah. you know the NBA thing you know if it happens it happens but it wasn't one of those nah you're making the NBA thing um so like I mean I think like for for me um you know of course I cried my senior night and stuff like that my last game but it wasn't like a um it wasn't the end of the world thing for me though you know I picked up a couple men's leagues and then it's kind of like let's I mean, you were playing, life, yeah, yeah. but you was playing though. You was playing like twenty nine minutes a game. Yeah, you know, a couple, a couple games. You was four for six. Was, yeah, I know, wasn't you had a high shoot percentage. Yeah, I just didn't. I you didn't shoot a lot of threes though, and I remember you shooting threes every time we hoop. What's up with that? It was different back then though. You know, our team like we had an older coach. Um, we just weren't really like a like it's crazy now. Like when I watch games because. Like, you just didn't shoot threes like that. You know, you shot open threes, and but, you know, coming off the screen, just shooting a whole bunch of threes wasn't really a a thing back then. I'm saying that like it's – but it was like 08. So. <laughs> Why is that so long ago too, man? It was, though. That's like, crazy. That's 15 yeah, years ago That now, is 15 you know what years mean? ago. But, um, yeah, I think you just weren't playing like that. Um, It's crazy. Like, I tell the kids all the time, they're like, how could you shoot threes? I'm like, yeah. Like, but we just didn't shoot them like y'all did. Like, y'all shoot threes before layups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we just didn't – that was not a known thing. Like, two-on-one – the stuff that I tell everybody, Steph Curry, and he's great for basketball, but ruined it too, though. Because now everybody doesn't, and because everybody doesn't see how much he does behind the scenes. Right, right. For him to pull a three on a three on one and stuff like that. So, yeah, but nah, I just, I didn't never had that struggle. I do know a lot of people that had it, though. I know a lot of, like, a lot of people, more than I wish, but yeah, a lot of people can't really get out of that, you know, basketball kind of gone anymore now. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely know a lot of people. Like, you 50. Yeah, nah. You and know, you walk around with knee braces on. Yeah, yeah. I see it a lot, and it's sad because you know what I'm saying it's like, you know, it's just it's over with. You know what I mean? It's over with. Like, but speaking of changes to the game, uh, kids are getting money, man. A lot of kids money. are getting money. Um, but the cost of playing is also increased. 
Yes. So the whole rags to riches thing is done is actually it's been done for a while. Yeah. And, you know, because the cost of it's or at least I looked it up. AAU high school sports rec leagues, it's like seven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I say that all the time. Like, you know how back in the day you see movies and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get out the hood and stuff like that. And I feel bad about this, but like the hood kid is like almost gone from basketball, honestly. Like, and it's really because it's not, it wasn't our, well, it's kind of our generation too now at this point, but the generation right before us, they did so well though, and they just kind of got out the hood. And so now the kids in private school, so you just really don't have like, and then that's why all of them are training now and stuff like that. But yeah, you just really don't have, you know, I probably can count on my, Hand, one hand like how many kids we've had is really like hard off you know what i mean like that because like i said the kids come out they got three pairs of shoes already <laughs> like it's just not the same thing like you know what i mean so it's just yeah that that you know that struggling kid really just isn't even around anymore though and i, I wish i wish that wasn't like that because you know what i mean but um that was the that's why i actually was there but a big emphasis you know because now we're in an age where the two-parent household is the one that creates the NBA players like 60% or eight, yeah. 60% of the NBA's uh, black players came from two parent households or affluent households is yeah, it's like just, the way that they calculated as far as cost. It's tough though. Cause if you, you know, you got, I mean, you know, you grew up a single mom and you know, I did for a little bit too. So it's tough to get the practices and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and just to kind of move around and then like, you know, AAU is expensive though, like from eighth grade. Cause you don't really, you don't really get it paid for until you get to eighth grade, though, honestly. So, yeah. you know, before that, seventh grade, sixth grade, and all that. And they're starting earlier and earlier as far as the training and stuff like that, too. So it's just tough because, like, even if you say, all right, I only charge you 35 a session for training, if you go three times a week, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that could be $400 yeah. a month, though. Like, you know what I mean? Right, so that's why, right, I like, right. that's why I said, like, a lot of times it's really been, I, and, like, I watched it because I, mean, uh, I started coaching 10 years ago, and, you know, we had more, you know, I ain't gonna say you know broke parents, but just parents that just weren't right, know, right with limited resources. Well. Yeah, limited yeah. resources, yeah. And now it's like that's just done though. Like now parents are traveling everywhere you go, and it's like, yeah, it's just it's a different. It's definitely a different time though. Definitely a different time. Have you as as you what what age group you coach again? Just for the the, the listeners who may um, not listen to the first episode, check that out. First time I came on, I was coaching seventeens that year. Okay, um, this past year I coached fifteens. Um, okay. So that's, yeah, 15s, and then next year I'll be 16s. When does the money get into coaching? Well, as far as what? Like that NIL name, image, and likeness type of money. Because what I'm seeing is that a lot of players are trying to build themselves as these brands before they even <laughs> actually I mean, do the work do and get though. the accomplishments. You kind of got to do it now. I ain't going to lie. Like, um... Cause like we have our, you know, our kid, um, he put just played on our 17s this year. He played for my championship team last year. Um, but he has, he's like top 20 in America and yeah, like the numbers that get thrown out there are just crazy. You know what I mean? Like wow. just the NIL deals and you know, just things like that. Um, so it, I mean, I think it's harder now on kids cause they have to start thinking about more than basketball early on though. You know what I mean? So like even like with him, he's not really a big social media guy, but it's like, you probably got to be more of a social media guy. You know what I mean? Just nowadays, because you're watching it like kids like Mikey Williams. Like, Mikey Williams is a millionaire, but he hadn't right. even stepped foot on college yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's just been a lot of them. Like, you know, they just – if you do good on social media early, you can almost maybe make the decision that you don't even play in the NBA, honestly. Like, and so that's why I just – you know, like I said, social media has changed it a lot. 
and the NIL deals, you know, you come in because the more you kind of follows you have, that goes into your NIL evaluation and stuff like that. So it's just it's a different time. You got to be like they got kids got to strategize like early earlier than I think when we were in school. You know, you just didn't have no thought process like that. The, has that changed the way you coach? What do you mean, like as far as NIL and stuff like that? Just the the money that's in the sport has that. Imp- well, a better question has that impacted how you coach the kids that you recruit? Um, how you deal with players? I don't know if it really changed. Um, it hasn't really had to change mine because I've been blessed. Because even the kid I'm talking about, top twenty, like he's, you know, his mother is phenomenal, and she just, you know, is just really on making her kids stay humble. Um, so I think that's been a big reason why he's been so successful too. Um, because I really just, I mean, like I said, I've because people keep asking me, like, you know, what are you, what kind of kids you recruit? And I said, you know, you almost got to recruit the families as much as you do the kids, though. Wow. Well, because it's like teenagers, that's that's yeah, different. But, but you got to know, like, because I've been blessed. Like the last few years, I've had really, really good parents, though. Like you know, the best player on the last two teams are just the you know their parents have just been locked in, and you know it's not really a whole lot of you know crying off the court and things like that. And even when I get on their kids, they're kind of like you know, yeah, one we agree with you. So I've been blessed for that. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I told you last time, like I've been a part of some times where you can deal with some bad parents. So that's why I think, you know, lately I've been kind of, when I see parents and, you know, maybe problems, I'm just trying to stay away from them. <laughs> so I just haven't really been, you know, picking them up and things like that. So have you had to turn down kids coming on to your team? Yeah. I had to do it this past year though. Wow. Yeah. I had to do it this past year. Kid probably definitely would have helped us too. <laughs> definitely would have helped us. Like, How hard is that as a coach? Ah, it's really hard, but, um, and the best coach in Maryland, you know? <laughs> no, but seriously, though, as a championship-winning coach. We had a lot of championships this year, though, from this area, though, for real, for real. Now, I'm I'm the only one back-to-back, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, this area, we dominated this year in basketball. Like, yeah, but Maryland's, like, 10th in all time as far as NBA players. We do have a lot of NBA players currently in the league, too. This be my – when I come back to people, though, when I tell people, if you look at all our NBA players that are from here, though, it's from – a like an hour radius. Bro. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, if you go to, like, Texas, they, they got a whole All around. California is everywhere, too. Yeah, if you think about ours, though, we're really from yeah, PG, PG Baltimore, <laughs> PG, Baltimore, and Northern Virginia. And right. That's it. And think about it, you can get in all those places in an hour. Yeah, yeah. So, that's why, like, a lot of times we go out of town, people be like, man, how like how far are your kids driving? I'm like, hey, 30 minutes. <laughs> and their kids drive, like, yeah, five hours. On the other side of yeah, town. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. have all that. So, that's why I say... Like, we might be 10th on that, but you think about that small radius, the amount of people that have gone to the NBA. It's, it's crazy, extremely though. competitive, yeah. But that's what makes, the, yeah. that's what makes this area a problem, though, because right. everybody knows a pro. Right. And that's why you're the best coach, because you're back-to-back. <laughs> nah, I mean, I ain't, I'm never – it's going to be hard. Like, I think that's something that you should always let somebody else call you, say you're the best coach. Hey, that's fine. Like, I'll say it. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. But that's why – but that's going to something else. Yeah. <laughs> I just think you always should let everybody else do that. You don't have to, like – because I got to – God willing, I got a long time left in coaching, so you know we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. Yeah, I see. Uh, I see that you. Well, let's stay on this 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 money topic for a second because you, how much money is in coaching for you? Making money? Yes, sir. I don't make money in coaching at all. Uh, I don't make anything really. I get a little stipend from a uh, Severin, um, but you know AAU wise, that's pretty much just a break even type thing no really now could you take money oh have you seen that in the sport i have not seen it i have not seen it um but i do see 
Yeah, I can see how it can happen, though. Okay, okay. I can see how it happen. If you coach, like, high enough talent for the longest year, yeah, I can see how it can happen. Because you putting kids in D1 schools, man. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I, I tell all my kids. No, no, ain't no yeah, yeah, yeah. You're putting kids in Division One schools. I just said that there's one to four percent of kids that play high school basketball, AAU basketball, teenage basketball, that make it to a Division One school, and you are doing that. Absolutely. You're a part of that, I'll say. That's part of the reason. But that's the reason why I want to coach, though. That's the whole thing. That's, that's why I started. Because I think a lot of times from our area, you know, Anne Arundel County, I thought we just didn't have a lot of good. You know, we had a couple of young coaches that were doing, but we didn't have enough, though, that really could grab a hold of a couple of kids. And we probably could have gone to like D2s instead of D3s. And, you know, kind of kids might have made some different decisions as far as colleges. So, like, that's how I always felt with my college. You know, my high school career was kind of like, I wish I had somebody really like to would have showed me how to do it. I got you. So that's why, like, really, all I do right now is just like I like now. I tell all parents, I might not get you D one, but you, you're gonna go D two. Maybe you're only paying two thousand dollars a year instead of paying you know fifteen thousand a year. Right. So um, that's my main goal with it. So that's why, I, like, a lot of time when you say, "Oh, they going D one," I'm like, "Yeah, that was my goal, though." That's not like a, but that's not a thing I'm doing like for recognition or anything like that. I mean, but you're getting the recognition though. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. I'm glad there's, it's happening. Over there's here. a kid named uh, Jamie. Kaiser? Jamie Kaiser, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terrapin Times reached out to you. Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> that was a good interview. That was a good interview. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying. Nah, but see, that's another situation. Like, his parents, phenomenal. No, it, phenomenal parents. I heard what you yeah. said about him. You coached him since eighth grade. Yeah, you know, nah, he was just a good kid. And then, like, he just, he just a hard worker, man. Like, really, really hard worker. Like, I, like, I just was amazed at, like, how hard he worked. You can coach him yell at him and things like that. He was just a good leader and things like that. So, like, like I said, that's why, like, we had him and then we just followed back up with um Kanai Ruth, who's had made his – he was visiting Georgia this weekend. But, like, you know, his mom is phenomenal. That's what I was talking about, just phenomenal. You know what I mean? So – I've seen – but I've seen I've, – I've seen a, a couple of interviews with you in it. And the difference between the other coaches that they talk to is you always speak to the character and the strength of the kid. You don't really talk about their – basketball skill set too much you're very you're you're uh you're very light lighthearted on that like you there's there's not a real strong emphasis on well he he's good with this or he's good with that you're more so talking about how they're the work ethic yeah um you know where they started where they are now things of that nature well i mean like because here like at new world like i think that's why i've got along with uh you know, Todd, you know, he's the he runs the whole organization. But we're, while we get along, we try to find, I think, just kids that really work hard, though. Um, and then taking those kids that work hard and then just, you know, that's why I think we've done well as far as kids going, you know, D1 and things like that. Because, a lot, I mean, we had, like, one kid, uh, Elijah Hawkins, who's at Minnesota now. He was at Howard the last two years, um, won the MEAC championship. And then, you know, after that last year, everybody was calling, like, hey, we want to play point guard. So he's at Minnesota now. And I remember when he first came out, you know, went to the math and everything, but, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of people really wanting him. Now, we knew how good he was, but, you know what I mean? So, we had him. Um, you know, we had Tyrell Ward after that, uh, Favor Air as well. So, we've had, like, a lot of kids, and the one main thing has just been, you know, you can see the characteristic, though. The, okay, yeah, they work hard. You know what I mean? So, um, like, Jaden Musoff, who played with us on the championship team, 17th, he just committed to Georgia Tech. Another one, you know, just works hard, good parents, you know what I mean? So, like, it's just a – it's a consistent thing, though, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they got good parents and, you know, they're willing to work hard, I think we just feel here that we just, you know, we'll be able to get you better and everything like that. So so when are you moving up to uh, 
actually coaching the kids where you get paid a lot of money? To my colleges? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, Has any colleges called you? Nah, not really. I mean, but I've I've never really said like I want to do that though. Okay. Um, you move around a lot in college. You know, you see college now. They firing people left and right. And it's just I got three daughters. I don't know if I really want my daughters moving like that. I had to do that as a kid because I was a military brat, and I just don't know if you want to. I don't know if I want them moving like that. Yeah, moving is different when your dad makes like five million though. Oh no, nah, I mean you know the right number <laughs> come along. With that. Don't get me wrong. You know, just saying. But then, you no, know, that's just not something I'm chasing though. You right, know what I mean? Right, don't right, get me right. wrong. I love. Like, I go to practice and stuff like that, you know, just to watch the college coaches because, you know, they're geniuses and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know if that's something like – because that's a grind, though. I don't think people realize – I think people see that and just like, oh, you know, you're a coach. But that's really a grind, though. Like, probably like 60, 70 hours, you get the wrong – you know, not the wrong coach, but yeah. coach, like the really good coaches and stuff like that, yeah, you're going to be there all night. So, how, how many hours would you say that you put in the coaching your team? I probably put in more than a lot of people because I watch a lot of film. Um and that's just going back to, like, you know, my favorite college coaches that I might watch um, or even, like, you know, teams that we're about to play that season or teams that I think we might end up playing in championship. Um, so I watch a lot of film and things like that. So, I don't know, I work 40 hours a week, I guess you can say. Um, yeah. I don't know, probably like 20 to 30. I'll probably say 20, about 20. Wow, wow. About 20. Coaching part-time, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, another question I have for you. Um, and then we'll get into the championship run. Um, there's some rule changes that are coming to the game. Like there's no more one and one or bonus. Is that is that going to impact you at all? I haven't heard. I don't know about it. I know they were trying to stop it though. They trying to make the, you know everything. They trying to make the game go faster. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they should do that though. That's just a you know. I thought they were just experimenting with it, but it might be coming along though. Okay, I just wanted to know how you felt. Yeah, about I don't it. believe it because I think the one on one separates a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because you miss that's like a lot of pressure. I think you. I hate when they start taking away like pressure things though. But they reset the bonus every every quarter though, so you get out of the bonus. Well, we play halves. Okay, uh, we okay. play halves. So, okay. um, in our situation, like you know, you getting the bonus. That's like a big deal though. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. Uh, okay, so you so you are no on the rule changes. So I don't t- like taking away pressure from kids though, man. I think we we made enough stuff easy. I don't know if you want to take away that. You know, I like that the kids that have pressure on them with that. Would you ever hit a kid? <laughs> nah, nah. You saw that coach that uh the Florida one? Yeah, yeah. I don't now. There's definitely, and I'm gonna say this: it's probably some more backstory to that than we all know. And I would hope that kid probably did something all the way crazy though. But right. I've never lost my mind like that though. <laughs> yeah, I never. Lost the my parents mind. was. Re- I mean, you as a coach, like, what could even prompt? I don't. I don't know if there's anything to prompt that. I don't right? Know if he called him a, you know. Oh yeah, but still, like, James, I'm not. <laughs> I stress ain't nothing. Like this, is what I always say, there's no way y'all gonna get me stressed out right. like that though. Right. You know what I mean? I might be in a game mad or something like that, but when the game's over with, hey, look, I love all y'all, so it ain't. Like, yeah, that was – but that looks like he might really probably take care of that kid, though, honestly. Probably lives with him or something like that. Probably has to pay for his food. And the kid probably just had, like, a moment where he just probably showed no <laughs> remorse for it. And the, kid, and the dude just flipped, though. Because that's what I told everybody when I saw it. I said – I'm not saying he's right. Right, right, of but course. But I said that looks like he probably – Disrespected that coach. Yeah, and he <laughs> probably, and that coach probably does a lot for him. And he just probably, like, at that moment – Yeah. So I said that's probably why he flipped. I said not trying to say that's right, but – yeah, I can only imagine he probably really does take care of that kid, though. 
So let, let's get into it, man. How did how the season start off? Did it start off like a championship year? It did, but we just weren't like I thought early on. We just weren't really like because they fifteen. And we had like a young team, though. They weren't like a, you know, like we had reclass kids. We did have some, but a lot of kids on the team like just weren't. Um, this was like the first year they were asked to do a lot. Um, we had two, you know, we had the one main guy. He just, the ranking just came out of the day. He's 52, uh, Nico Mundy. He's really, really good, but young. So okay. he's 14. So trying to teach him how to be a leader and things like that. And that's hard to do, you know, 14-year-old. <laughs> so I'm asking a lot from him. Um, we had uh, Jalen Collinwood. This was probably his first really, really talented athletic. Um, he goes to McNamara. So he was trying to learn how to beat a man, though, um, and also be a leader because he was kind of like the asshole-type leader where I say stuff, but I don't really know how to get my point across. So, uh, like, this year I thought this was probably one of my better coaching jobs, though, because I just thought all the kids got better, like, honestly, from, like, 1 through 11, though. Like, we had our exit interviews, and, you know, everybody really felt like they – like, because this team, we lost three games this year. Three, yeah, we lost like three. Um, but we started off like sixteen and zero. Wow. Um, yeah, we didn't lose a game on Adidas circuit. Went thirteen and zero on that. So that they were good though. They were really locked in. Like, but like early on, I just didn't know because we were winning, but it wasn't winning. Like you know, oh, we should have booked this team by twenty, but we might have won by like six because a lot of immature, we had a lot of immature kids though. So we get about fifteen. <laughs> oh, I'm chilling. I'm trying to do something I ain't never done before. So. um <laughs> But they was like, but I was happy to coach this team. Like I told everybody, um, it was rough because you know, like my mom had passed, so I didn't even I didn't even coach high school this year because I was kind of like I, I don't know because I just was it was just you know it wasn't yeah. feeling right and things like that. Um, so but you know this team like it wasn't you couldn't really be halfway in with this team because they just they had so much swag with them like you just kind of gotta be like <laughs> all right I gotta just like wake back up like cause it was yeah like this team they were really talented I think they really can go far with this team. Um, you know, going for, for uh, you know, going further and stuff like that. But yeah, they just, um, they just talented and they just got like the ultimate confidence, though ultimate confidence to so, be young like that. So after that first loss, are you ever happy to lose sometimes? Well, see, I didn't get to. So our first loss, I actually wasn't there because uh, my daughter had a birthday party that weekend. It was like three or four of them. You know how that goes, three or four. <laughs> so we had a. Uh, it was a tournament in uh, Hampton, Southern Jam Fest, and we lost it for. Well, I didn't even. I watched the game on tape. Just weren't ready to play. So that's what it was. Like we lost. The other team was pretty good too. Um and they but they kinda like locked back in though. Um so it wasn't a bad thing because we what lost that game. I think we had three games the next week and won all three of those, and then we went on a championship run after that. That was like uh that's six games. Yeah, six games. So they won all those. So you know what I mean? Like I thought the I don't like to lose, but I didn't think that was a horrible loss though. You know what I mean? At that point. The last time you described the championship run you were talking about there were, you know, certain pivotal pivotal games that you could see you you needed some of the I guess some of the at for lack of a better word, some of the pressure, some of the situational awareness that had to take place. Was that the same with this team or they just once they got rolling it was Nah, we had like we played in like five overtime games. Yeah, we were overtime game every other. So it was a lot of character building. Yeah, like that's what that's why I said like it was a because we had um, you know I mentioned the main guys, but then we had like Diego Joy, who really good point guard in the area. But you know I think a lot of people overlook him because when I when I got him, everybody was like, oh, he got a bad attitude, and so I'm like, ah, I don't see no bad attitude. I just think just between me and him, the kid talking, he's really smart. So if you don't know what you're talking about, then yeah, you probably do. Right. <laughs> 
I don't think that's an asshole quality of a kid. Right, that's right, me. Right, but right. some coaches might say, oh, you should just listen to me. But I'm like, nah, the kid's smart. Like, you know what he's talking about? So I'm not mad at him. Then we had um our two main, like our two kids that got really like, I thought they improved a lot was like Logan Jones and um Zoji. Um, we call him Z. He's gonna be mad at me. I call him Zoji. But um, but like they were, you know, always because you you knew they were around, but they were growing. Right. So you know when a kid has to grow, like just don't really have his legs yet. So this year they finally kind of you know their legs underneath them a little bit, and they had really really good summers though. Like really, I was proud of them though. Like they really improved, and I think going into their high school careers, they're gonna have a you know good season, things like that. So was the championship game? Take me through the ta- championship game, man. That was a it was a weird game because like I felt like we were better than the team. We just couldn't get a stop to save our lives in that game though. We were just down like seven to eight the whole time. Um, our main player like Nico, he was in foul trouble, and the refs. I thought they were just doing a horrible job at the game. Like you know what I mean? I because uh actually one of the guys, the coaches, um he was like, "Well, you might get a tech," and I was just like, "No, nah, I don't think." Because I was like, "I think we just fine in this game." Um, so shoot, we probably were down except like the last three minutes of the game. No, honestly, like the whole time. And then finally, like Jalen, um, he just woke up. He probably had like 17 points in the second half, though. Really good game. Yeah, he just really finally woke up. I think he just, you know, just everything because Nico was fi- like was about to foul out, so couldn't play Nico for like six, seven minutes. And Jalen just took over though. Um, Nico came back in with three minutes, and you know he does what Nico does his shots. And, <laughs> so we ended up winning by four, but um, yeah, it was a it was much different than the um. The year before one, though, because, you know, the year before, that was just like a really back-to-back game. Like, you know, we were up one, yeah. up one. That yeah, was just like a really, you know, high level. And then not to say this 15 level wasn't a high level, but that one was just, you know, I don't think it was, you know, we went three overtimes. Yeah. Like, that was just a crazy game. You said it was crazy execution, and then you had got up, and then there was a foul. Yeah. And you was like, oh, no. Nah, like, I went like this, like, <laughs> 17s when I just was waves everywhere. 15s was kind of, I was even killed. And then, you know, it was finally, and then once we finally woke up, it was like, all right, cool. We, you know, we won. Um, but yeah, they were just, I thought they were just, they knew when to get stops. Um, and I thought a lot of them just learned how to communicate better and things like that. Cause a lot of problems we were having early on were, you know, some kid might miss a layup and they start yelling, oh man, you know, da 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 da. Cause we're like our big kid, Frank, who just got an offer from Old Dominion. Frank's the nicest kid ever, you know what I mean? Just really, you know, from Virginia, nicest, but he's a really good big man though. Like, but, like, I keep telling them he's a big man. It's going to take a little while. You right, know? Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Frank can do a lot of things. Probably going to end up being a wing in his future. But, um, you know, early on, everybody was just kind of, like, hard on him. It's like, y'all, like, yeah, if he leaves the team right now, somebody pick him up tomorrow. Right, stop. Like, right. stop. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I said, we just had – I thought it was just a big learning year as far as – not as much on the court stuff either, though. Just learning how to, like, communicate with each other. Learning how to be friends with somebody. Learning how to – even though I don't like somebody, hey, you you know, they're going to help me win type thing. So, um. I would even – yeah, I, I, I really love coaching this team. Like, it was really just a great year because uh, when we did our exit interviews, everybody was able to say, like, yeah, I felt like I got better or something, though. So, you know, as a coach, like, you really want to hear those things, you know, going into their high school careers. And um, and they got a few offers already. So, we're going to see how – you know, we got about a couple more months and then we'll see how they do in the um, high school year. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, so you follow the kids throughout the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much you, as I can, um, th- you know – one good thing came out of COVID. They stream a lot of games now. So oh, you don't oh, really, yeah. man. It's so much money in this. Oh, no, it is. I don't understand how y'all don't get paid. <laughs> I mean, handedly. 
not not crazy, but an extra twenty five thousand dollars for coaching wouldn't would be, be a phenomenal. It'd be phenomenal. It's so much. It's so much money. You're playing in big arenas. Yeah, right. Like, nah, the, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't, it probably is some money there. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, make this all a, a money thing. Mm. But there's just so I'm seeing so much of. I'm seeing. So, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to say this in the right in the nicest way, but I'm seeing a lot of exploitation. Oh no! Nah, coming mean, down. Oh, right. It's a lot of money, like. The streaming thing like that became. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now you, now you got eyeballs. Yeah, stuck to high school games, stuck to you know 15, 16 year old games. Somebody getting paid off of that. There's some advertising Absolutely. somewhere Absolutely. going into this. Absolutely, Absolutely. Because attention is the currency. You yeah, know? I haven't figured that out yet, James. So I do. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be making some good money, but I haven't really thought about it. Like I said, my job pays me well. I just kind of go with that, and you know, see what happens though. All right. Well, we we did get into the any any other remarks because that's why I brought you back. I really brought you back to talk about the championship, but it seems like it was just a smooth year. And, and never things. gonna be a smooth <laughs> year. Never a smooth year. I don't know. Well, well talk to me, coach. Nah, because it ain't like nothing bad. Like you know, what I'm saying like it was just a lot of like uh, it was just a different group. Like you know, those kids. Like it was this group was really just dealing with a lot of stuff as far as growing up to be men. Mm. You know, my 17s coach, they were kind of already like grown up, so. You're just coaching basketball with them and things like that. But how'd you is, cultivate that though? Like, like, would were there any specific things that you did for the team to kind of come together or to grow some of these young men? I'm I'm big on communication though. So like this year, I just was really I usually don't do this, but I this year I was like, look, if you have something to say, we got to talk about it at practice. You know, be mad about it then. Let's get it over with. Um, and I also gave them a more autonomy on this team. So like. Um, like I was telling you about Diego, like some of his stuff was, if you see a play, just call it. Like you don't have to always look at me to do it. So some, a lot of it was really just giving him autonomy to do different things. Like Nico, we try and get him to be a leader. So, so it was giving him some leadership stuff though. Hey Nico, look, the team don't have energy today. You got to like make this right. work though. You know what I mean? Um, and then like, even with Frank, like, you know, Frank was just kind of, I think confidence was a big thing for Frank because like, you can come out and see Frank sometimes. You'd be like, Oh, Frank is a yeah. NBA player. But then, like Frank might miss his first shot. And Frank's like, and so, you know, like, yeah, but yeah. with him, it's just consistent conversations, though. And, you know, that might include, like, me talking to Matthew again. Hey, Frank, look, let's watch film and stuff like that. So um, it was just, like, a lot of different things because it's not really one thing because the same way I reach Diego ain't the same way I can reach uh, Nico or the same way I reach Frank ain't the same way I can reach Jalen. So, um, but that I love the fact they they all took the coaching, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. All took the coaching, though. Um, because, like, even in um, Rock Hill, like, we had uh, Kevin Lyde helped us out. Um he played at Temple back in the day. You probably remember Kevin, though. But, um, uh-huh. but yeah, like, he helped us out really good with our big man, though. Like, Frank, he was – because Kevin's tall. So, like, I always tell everybody, like, it's crazy to me when I see, like, a big man coach that's, like, 6'2". Like, that ain't going to work, though. <laughs> but, like, right, right. I've heard, like, Kevin to talk to Frank and be like, man, I know why you missed it because – you know, your knee felt this way and stuff like that. You'd be like, what? You know, <laughs> but, like, they six. Right, right. They 6'10", so he knows what you're Yeah, yeah. Like, and I like, get it, though. So, like, that's why it's always good because he'll tell them, oh, no, nah, like, you got to do this and this and this. And Frank would be like, all right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think just the fact that, like, I thought we did a good job as a program of just putting the right people around. You know what I mean? My assistant coaches were phenomenal. You know, I had Shia Lee and Rick, and um, they just were, you know, locked into the kids. You know, anything I missed, I thought they did a great job with. So, it was just a – I, I yeah, I guess it was a smooth year then. I guess it came really it wasn't no big time stuff. It wasn't stressed. Hey man, so 
the the championship is New World Order is the team, right? New World Basketball. New World Basketball yeah. is the team and 15, 16U championships, right? 17U and 15U championships. 17U and 15U? I got, well, well we talking about this year. We only talking about oh, that. We know, you, we, we know you back no, to back. No, no, no. This year we that's, only what got, the, that's what the name of this is, back to back. <laughs> this year, we, we uh, our 16U played in the championship. We only got 15U. Okay, so 15U yeah, and yeah. 17U. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, Coach. Nah, I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. appreciate it. You be killing it, man. You be killing it, Coach. I'm trying. So I'm glad that I got the coach here because uh, full court press with Coach Juan is is what I'm calling this. Okay. Um, <laughs> we talked about Ben Simmons, man. Yeah. Uh, Ben Simmons has hasn't averaged he hasn't averaged double digits anywhere since he got his contract in 2020. Yeah, I think he just didn't. I thought that watching his um. Do you remember like he had a documentary that was on um, Showtime? I didn't see it. Though. When he was on LSU? Yeah, I thought then. I was like, I, I don't know if he really loves basketball like that. I thought it was I thought it was more of like a, I know I'm going to make money with this. And I thought once he kind of made money. Now, don't get me wrong. His back problems have probably gone into it a little bit. But, yeah, I think he just don't love it, though. Like, you know what I mean? Kevin Garnett did a big thing about it. He's just like, yeah, I think he should just step back because I don't like – <laughs> yeah, I just don't see he love it though. You know oh, I mean? but five, but his first couple of seasons, he's almost averaging a triple double. That's why he got the check. Yeah, 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 but when you don't like love something, first first NBA team, second team defensive. Yeah, I just don't think he love it though. MVP candidate think, one year. If he loved it, I think I don't think you'd be seeing all this though. Like you would have a found a way. And I, I'm I know people. You know, stuff goes. You get worse, but he has been. He's not even like aggressive. Fifteen, seven, and eight. Now, I know that. I know that sounds like a crazy stat. Line. I know that doesn't sound like crazy stat crazy line. Stat. But in the NBA, that's a crazy stat line. A, a big guard who can't shoot. Yeah, but he who, who won't shoot. Forget can't shoot. Yeah, but that's what that's he just, reminds me of. What Michael Beasley should have been. If Michael Beasley had went to a team where he could have Michael Beasley just shooting yeah, but Miami, yeah, Michael Beasley uh, didn't. He he wasn't a big facilitator though. He could pass, but he reminds me of what Michael Beasley should have been. I think there's a there's a, a draft where Michael Beasley goes to like a veteran team, and he's probably fine though. <sighs> probably fine. That's just like the thing. Like, and it's crazy like that. Like it'd be funny like how drafts go like that. Like um, Chauncey Billups said a good one. Like if Melo had got drafted by Detroit instead of got drafted by Denver, like how much his career would have been. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think. But Ben, I don't know what – yeah, Ben, because he had veterans when he came in. It's just – I think he just don't love it as much. He, he's probably playing because, you know, the money-wise, but I don't think he loves it like that. So my, my full-court press question to you, Coach, is what would you do to get Ben Simmons back on the right path? That's going to be a lot of, like – because that's, that's gotten to, like – it's past the basketball side now. It looks like therapy type of – but you probably got to be involved with that, like, fully as a coach, though. Like, the ther- it probably had to be a therapy thing because it looks like mentally he just – and I don't know, like, maybe he made – when he when he got hurt, he remembers it all the time. And people don't talk about that part when you get hurt, like how you can always kind of remember how you did it. And he might not be able to recover after that, though, because that might be why he got going to the basket as hard and stuff like that. Hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. You had to talk to him, though. Like, he hasn't really come out and said what He hasn't is. expanded his game either, though. Yeah, I don't – now, even, that, that he, part is just like you just maybe not working hard, though. That's what I'm saying. Even Zion shoots threes. Yeah, but Zion is – 
300 pounds though, right now. So, so going into this, I want to talk about Zion. Zion, I don't believe, has completed a full season yet. I, when he, now, so, that was one I was right about. I told everybody, there's no way you're going to do 82 games. That like, He's just too big to be jumping that hard, though. Okay, I understand him being uh, a, a a muscle, a muscular player, right? Like, and the way that he plays, because he's very aggressive. He's in mm-hmm. the paint. He's dunking on people. We've seen Blake Griffin before. He wasn't as big as as Zion, right? But but he was jumping out of this world every Blake, game. But Blake's career kind of went quick. That's though. what I'm saying. Yeah, so it went quick. So we see it was Zion because he got a knee injury. What second year, third year, I believe. Yeah. So what would you do? Because he looks like he's gotten control of his weight. And it seems as if he's getting control of his life. But what would you? What would your advice be to Zion? Because Mariah Mills was going crazy about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dang, this is a full court press. This full court. No, no, I'm cool with it. I just didn't think, and this is going to be so bad. What does Zion do wrong in that situation? I didn't say he did anything okay, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any advice. But we, but we live. I thought she was completely wrong in that situation. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking okay, about yeah, what yeah. would you do to get one his mind right, get him on the court more than he's off the court, and keep him there. I mean, I think a lot of that is just like his trainer because it sounds like, and I'm not sure when he lands because I I don't know if it, does he land on one foot or land on two. Sometimes I've seen him land on his right leg. After a double jump, but he jumps off of two most of the time. So if he lands on one foot, then he's probably just gonna have a knee injury. And the only reason I say that is they've shown like uh Derrick Rose, who was another one before. I think it was like Tracy McGrady, but most of those guys, if you're really high flyers and you don't land on two feet when you come down, you're knee injured. And they said it's basically because when you land, you don't realize it, but you kind of you know your balance goes one way. Right. Um. That's like Russell Westbrook. He doesn't have any problem because when he he dunks, he lands on two feet. Like all those guys that dunk, like I think Dwayne Wade was a one foot lander too, though. And I can they, see that. Yeah, they were doing like they, but they did like a study on it. and They were saying like that's how Derrick Rose got because it basically just de- uh, degenerates your knee, though. Um, right. I, so can, I, yeah. I just had to see how he lands, but Zion, I think for him to play that kind of game, I think he has like he has to be like much lower in weight though, like too. Okay. And I don't know if he can lose that much weight either though. But as a coach, do you? And I'm I'm talking to you as a coach, right? You're yeah, coaching yeah, yeah. men, so I know it's. A I little probably different. have like how Miami has it though. Like you would have to come in your your body weight percentage had to be at something though. Okay, so he needs a he needs a rule, obviously. Cause but when you got when you got certain women out here putting your business out on the internet too, would you come to them as a coach about that, or that's just? Yeah, you got to talk about it, but I just really like. I just don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Like he just because he paid her like she was naming like some crazy amounts of money, and it was like. And you still complain? <laughs> she was like fifteen thousand dollars, twenty five thousand. Okay, so there's uh the the gentleman from Boston. I can't think of his name right now. That's crazy. That I can't. You talking about um the coach? No, the player, not um Jason Tatum's Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and then there's the other kid from Houston, and they dating some high end older women. Jalen Brown dating Bernice Burgos, ain't he? Right. Yeah. So what would you say to these young men? I think that's stupid. Okay. That's uh, I'm just saying, as a coach, right? Think, these guys are getting these contracts. I know, but I don't know them personally. No, no. I, I mean, we're not calling them stupid. No, 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 not Jalen Brown. Not Jalen Brown. I'm talking about but the messing with – because that's the only thing I be seeing with, like, those type. Like, and, you know, not trying to talk about all women, just these – 
IG trying to Man, stop copping the plea before you yeah, make yeah, the yeah. statement. But the IG famous <laughs> women, like, it seems like, you know, they're just going to get pregnant and then you're going you gonna to go through hell, though, pretty much. <laughs> That's what I've seen. Like, think about it. We have a show called Basketball Wives, and there's nobody on there married, though. That is the nuts. And that's why I think that's so bad. Like, that's just crazy. Basketball Wives, nobody's been married, though. It's just baby mothers pretty much on there. I'm glad I saved this to the end. Oh, yeah. You're probably going to edit some of this. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to leave it in. No, but I just <laughs> think it's like it's crazy. When you watch the show, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. you hear, like, the child support they get and all that. And that's just like, I just think sometimes, like, and, you know, she might be a great woman. Maybe she is. And maybe they'll get married in the last 20 years. But most of the time they don't, though. It just ends up going bad, though. Like, So what's your advice to the young men who potentially could get in these situations earlier? Right? You're coaching these guys. Yeah. And I mean, you got to be smart. Like, it's and it's hard. You know, I'm, I'm telling them to be smart. But, like, you know, I mean, I know when I was that age, I could imagine if I had $30 million, what I would have well, done. Well, even on average, the NIL guys are getting two to 10000 So let's say they just get that a game. Yeah. And you play, you go into March Madness. It's tough. I mean, it's tough because, like, I mean, in the end of the day, like, I'm, it's hard to tell somebody, hey, don't mess with this woman. You know right, what I mean? Like, right, right. Don't I'm have never fun. Like a, don't enjoy yeah, yourself. Yeah, because I'm never a liar about that. Like, you know, I talk to parents now, and I'd be like, I mean, you know, I mean, especially, you know, athletes, like, yeah, you love women. It just is what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? I think you got to just be as smart as you possibly can. Um, I think the main thing is, like, I mean, my, I remember my, my college coach told me this, and he's like, if you don't want to be broke, he's like, don't have kids out of wedlock. And then the other one was, um, what was it? Just always make sure you have a job, though. Like it was like like those mm. two things. You know, you always be fine. Um, and I just, you know, the wedlock one, I always just kind of just try and listen to because I know people that like had kids. Like the child support just kills people. I've watched it. Like when you pay it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the numbers I hear from child, I'm like, how do you live if you paying somebody that much though? Like you, you don't. You're checking yeah. me negative one dollars. Oh my god, no! I worked with a guy like, and he was paying. They just took it right out of his check. And I remember like we would have like good checks, and they'd be like, but he had fifteen hundred dollars coming out. Every check, yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. There's just no way. Like, what job can you have where you just that's okay? Like, what do you? Your job is not have kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I, yeah, yeah. I know. I just be trying to be like, yo, you taking three thousand dollars from somebody a month? And don't get me wrong. I guess you know as you get older, you make more with three thousand dollars. Ain't but I think three thousand dollars always. Kills. It always going. I, yeah, it, you could you could be a millionaire. Three thousand dollars hurts. I know. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why I be like, what is going on? Especially when. You don't see where it goes. You can't. So you yeah. know yeah. you know that it's supposed to go to certain things. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, you still have to be there. You got to be there, and then you still got to. And then you, when you're there in your time, you still have to spend your money. Yeah. So the leftover why, money on top of the 3000 yeah. I always think it's tough, and I'm not trying to, like, don't think right, it's right, tough. Right, right, of course. I think it's tough. When you pay child support, People are always like, oh, well, he doesn't spend time with it. I'm just like, y'all, if you pay $3,000 a month, he has to go and get to more have money. have a second job. That's what, just no way you can do it. I'm just logical about it, you know, and I'm blessed. Right, right, I'm right. with, you know, like I said, I'm with my wife, you know, I don't have those kind of problems. But, like, I just, when I see those and people be, like, mad at dads, I'm like, y'all, if I pay, if I lose $3,000 out of my, like, I'm thinking about myself right now. <laughs> if I'm paying $3,000, I have to have another job, though. So I just don't have enough time to go. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not claiming the dependence, too. Yeah. Well, just, see, that's, that's even a whole other thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, I don't know where people get so mad. It's like, y'all, you know how hard that is? $3,000. And then I still have to pay for my. And then you're probably paying for 
food they still need, yeah. clothes and all that. Like, it's, so it's more than three thousand, honestly. Like, yeah, it's very emasculating child yeah. support. But it, I mean, you know, the thing I've heard success stories too. So I don't want to sit here and talk about like there was a guy who he was paying. I think a good amount to um, the mother of his child. And she took him back for more. And he was like, I had my kid 75% of the time. Yeah. And the judge took it down to $50. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah. So it's not the the thing about it is like the guy who has to pay 3000. Now he has to be away even more because of his earning potential. But that's what I, that's just always my and like don't get me wrong I know this this I don't want everybody to be like Juan is caping for the you know no yeah. you know what I want to say though yeah. like you're you're a full time dad yeah, right absolutely. and and you spend a lot of time with your kids and other dads do but there's some dads who are good dads that don't spend a a ton of time with their kids absolutely and they live in the same home. <laughs> there's a lot of people out here who's like I never saw my dad unless it was Saturday or Sunday when he took us to church. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. During the week, like he, nah. in passing, he may put me to. He may come in there when he got off of work, but I never saw my dad. Nah, I love like my stepdad, love him to death, but like he wasn't a big like. He wasn't. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like I think we I'm at every game. I'm at I'm at everything that you do. Well, no, I came to games, but like you know, he was a come to game and leave before. Yeah, you know, like, I got stuff to. I'm working. I got stuff to do. He had to be up at four in the morning to go to work. So it was like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so I just. I, I I definitely I mean I think Instagram has just kind of killed it because they always be like you know spend time and all that stuff and and you know like don't get me wrong you should spend time when you got of it. course of course but I think re- reality sometimes is you know you just don't have somebody has to work some yeah that's the I thing. think that's the yeah, missing yeah, yeah. people does miss that right yeah, yeah. you know and and in most of the situations the man is doing a a more hands on job. Yes. So a mom may have a clerical technical job where she's in front of a computer and they give a lot of flexibilities with those mm-hmm. type of positions. But if your man works on, if your dad works on a steel mill or works in a warehouse yeah. or is a welder or any, any construction type of job, yeah, you can't work, do that from home. Yeah. <laughs> no. And he got to go to and fro lo- site locations. Yeah. You know? So I think there's a, and then there's just a lot that goes into that. And sometimes dad's, take a uh they take a they'll take the harder route to make sure that everybody else is okay you know what i'm saying yeah, like 90 of being yeah. a dad like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. so absolutely. It, it's it's crazy though man but a, as a coach have you <laughs> have you ever had to step into that role um for an extended period of time the dad role yeah, for one year, for one year, I never try to be the because I'm not a, the dad role, but like mentor, a, absolutely, I do that. Every, yeah, that's a that's a given. I don't even think you can say you're a good coach if you don't have that. Like honestly, like, um, because it's just situations just come up. Like they just need like somebody to talk to about it. You know what I mean? And um, can't always talk to mom about everything. You know what I mean? Um, because you know, like you you going through different stuff in your body. Like that's what a lot of times I be telling people to realize too. Just because these kids are six, seven, stuff like that, they still only 14 and 15, though. So a lot of stuff that we went through at 14, 15, they're doing too, though. And it's probably worse now because IG. The world's world's moving faster. And I think that is the thing that gets missing, that gets missing in the mix is that these kids are actually still kids. Yeah, but you have kids doing grown up stuff, though, now. And the feelings start coming out. Right. right. So you have a 14 year old who has had sex with 
<laughs> five to seven women and stuff right. like that. And it's right. like consistent thing. And like, like I always tell my players, like, I'm never going to be the coach to be like, stop. You know what I mean? Don't have sex. What, what's wrong with that though? From a, from a, from a man's perspective, Hey, I know what you're doing and it will be there. I, you can say that. Of, of course, but this is what I always obviously say. in a different way. I'm I'm, be, I'm putting I, some sauce this, on it because we're we on a pod, kids, right? Because I think what messes up a lot of times is for whatever reason, kids are not scared. You know how it was. We didn't have like you had you used the condom for having sex if you having sex, <laughs> right, right? This is just now. I don't know what it is. This is just like, and I don't know if it's not. Maybe it's not enough commercials or whatever. But When's people, the last time you seen a, a safe sex commercial? Though? Yeah, you really don't see them no more. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't even know if they do it in school. That anymore. was something that was big when we were, and you know, I was yeah. talking real old here. But um, I'm, another yeah, full court press, <laughs> yeah, another full court press uh, yeah. question for you is, uh, what is, what do you like about Coach Prime, and do you think you would be that same type of coach? I I love everything Coach Prime does though with this. Like I like all of it though. Um because I think he just really is I think a lot of it is he's just really giving the power to the kids though. And also but all he's doing pretty much where I've watched it is just I'm taking my fame, I'm bringing attention to this program, and I think what what's getting lost in it is he probably is a probably pretty good football coach, actually. <laughs> That's really what it is. I think people got to realize that. And what he doesn't know, he's hiring pretty good people around him too, though. What people don't know is uh, how hard is it to become a Hall of Famer? Chief Sports. Thank you. That's what when everybody was talking about, oh, he's going to struggle Colorado. I'm like, he probably won't. I don't think people are missing that. And, even, and like you said, even if he doesn't know, he knew the people who could help him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't uh, – Dion didn't have – like, Tim Grover – uh, is talked about because he worked with Michael yeah. and Kobe and other players. Who worked with Dion? Who worked with Bo Jackson? I I just believe that these type of players, if they got into certain positions, they would be able to give that knowledge and share the knowledge because they had to figure it out. Yeah, but I think this would. I think a lot of times people don't realize too to play cornerback, you can't be stupid either. So you think about all the people he checked and all that, like he checked a lot of the that was an arrow, like really good receivers though. Yeah, so. he I watched a clip when he was shutting Jerry Rice down. Yeah, and Jerry Rice my favorite um receiver. Yeah, but Jerry Rice. Yeah, is that Jerry dude. Rice struggled with him though. But like I think that the problem was I think just because Deion talked so much, everybody was like, Oh, he don't know nothing about coaching. But I'm like, nah, I think he probably cause like when you talk to like former professionals and things like that, a lot of them have they see the game way, way different than you ever could see it though. Yeah. Like, you know, I talked to um like Kevin Lyre coaches with us and I know a lot of times me and him would talk about it. And the way he's able to break down stuff like that, you're like, Oh, okay, like that's okay. that's real. Like, okay. <laughs> and I don't think I'm bad at it, but you know right, what I'm saying? You right, just right. you can just learn a lot from talking to professionals when they talk about basketball though. Like I think that's why Gilbert Arenas has a good podcast. Cause he Oh yeah. Kind of you know, like he talks about it. some of us are notches, but if you really when he starts talking about well, he's, down, he's oh, selling yeah. it, right? He's selling his show. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, when when you really get into it, like the, the story you told about Kobe when um, it, it was a game where – was it him that told that story? No, I think it was in the book with Kenny Smith. But essentially there was a benefit that uh, all the players had got on the bus. Yeah. And Kenny Smith was talking about Kobe's mentality, and he said that, you know, he called Kobe, said, I'm doing this charity for the people who – were affected by Hurricane Katrina, I think it was. And Kobe, 
Immediate yes. So he said, once I knew I got Kobe, I could get everybody else. So it was a little all-star game that he was able to do in Houston because he played for the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And he said when they got on a bus, uh, you know, he said whatever he said and thanked everybody. And Kobe was like, I just want to let y'all know I'm taking this serious. I ain't playing with none of y'all. Well, cheers, and just sat back down. <laughs> but it was like mellow, yeah, yeah. LeBron, D-Wade. Uh, it was Melo D. Wade. I don't know if it was Braun because I don't think he mentioned Braun, but it was all the top players at that yeah. time. And he was just like, I want to let y'all know I'm taking this serious. And those he, Kobe obviously had some choice words. Probably, but yeah. but he was just saying that to the mentality of Kobe was it was just always a problem. Like, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah that's why. Um, so, yeah, like. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, even when Gilbert talks about, like, how, you know, positions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's just there is a different level to a professional, uh, you know, that's a question I have for you. Do you actually have conversations about carrying? And then I'll ha- I'll have a last question for you after that. But do you have conversations with the kids about carrying themselves as a professional and how doing things as a professional is actually done? Because we're, we're professional. Yeah. We're professionals in our field, right? Yeah. And we carry ourselves a certain way at work. We show up on time. You know, we we reach deliverables on time. Like, there's a way of being professional in a corporate environment. Do you talk to kids about how to carry themselves as a professional in the game of basketball? Yeah, I always do because I tell them, like, um, even though, like, I didn't go D1, all of the jobs I've gotten has been because of basketball, though. Um, so I'm always big on, like, you know, hey, look, and I always, you know, I always just tell them, don't be a dick. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Just don't. Like, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, people remember, like, assholes and stuff like that. And I just tell them, like, Good people, I don't care what you hear, good people make it further than the people that are just being like assholes for no reason. Um, so like and and it's just like you always gotta be doing that all the time though. Like I tell them like on your IG, hey y'all look, I know your friends are probably posting, you know, the game the joints with the guns, stuff like that. Y'all can't do that, y'all. Y'all play basketball, like because you just don't want to give right. the NIL right. any reason where they start being like, Oh nah, well, we don't want to deal with them, stuff like that. Right, right. And in this, you know, this market right now, you just don't wanna, you know, like you just don't want to give them anything where they can say, oh, well, nah, he might be this guy and stuff like that, especially if you're not. And like I said, the day of the broke kid playing basketball is kind of over. So a right. lot of them, I really almost get irritated with them because, like, you got basement in your house. Stop. Like, you, <laughs> you got your own arcade room and all that. Like, stop. There's not this. So that's yeah. so crazy, dog. Yeah. You have an extra piece of a house that we just. Yeah. Like, I never... y'all have. I'm, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, you have steps that go up and down yeah, in your house. So, like, I just don't let a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, I know where you live at. Like, no, you can't talk any of that. Stuff. <laughs> it's not. Duh, what was going on with John? Do you, uh, I know it's a long time ago, and somebody's going to probably be like, why are you bringing this up? But what was yeah. going on with John, man? What, what would you say I to him? I think he just coach? got bad friends. Like, <laughs> really, really, really bad friends. Because I just don't. And I think in my friend circle, we talked about it. Like if somebody is like making that much money, and he's responsible for all of us. Yeah, we we slapping phones yeah, out your yeah. hand. John, we not. What do you we don't even have the. But that that was why I asked you about the nil and, and the kids. Brandon, like yeah. you got to push a kid to go do drugs now. Yeah, because this is a this is the social media is a drug. Yeah, and. I really feel like it like they've done studies on it, but when it's whenever social media is over and whatever neck to come, web three whatever, yeah. I really feel that we'll we'll look back at it and be like, Man, that was really bad for us. Oh, I know it's bad. <laughs> Cause Dang, but th- think about this. When you were young, think about this. There were times we didn't have phones. 
Yes. And we remember that. Yes. If I took away your phone right now, you probably would freak the fuck. Well, I don't know about you. Yeah, we I mean, for us, I feel like a, losing our phone initially, like the first four hours is yeah. a relief. You like Oh no, no, me <laughs> it's been sometimes like my wife would get mad, like, where's your phone at? I'm like, I left it at home. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, What if somebody need to call you? I'm with you. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's it'll fine. be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm to that point. I do get to that. Dog, it's a blessing. Yeah. Like when you lose your I've been in I've been in some messed up situations in my life and I didn't have my phone. Yeah. I couldn't have my phone and I was very, very comfortable. Probably more relaxing than Man, this. Yeah. I it's it's peaceful. I think people don't understand that too. Put your phone down. There's a lot of peace yeah. that's possible for you. No, I like when I go on vacation, like we ain't got no service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know you pay international. Nah, nah, nah. nah I'm nah. cool. I'm cool. I'll get it when I go to the lobby. I'm not doing all that. Nope. Cause I was like, I told cause the kids be like, Well, what is y'all doing y'all phones for social media? Like we just didn't use yeah. it. Y'all like uh I think Snake, Snake yeah, was like Snake, the most but, amazing game ever. Yeah, but it was only so much Snake you was gonna play, like that's what I'm telling like, y'all, we didn't have, like, yeah, how y'all video record everything. Our camera was too crappy to do anything. We used to text to actually communicate, not to ignore people either. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Texting. Because texting used to cost money. That's right, what I told right, them. Like, right. yeah, like, like, you, I really had to get to you if I sent yeah, you a text. Oh, man. It was five yeah. cents. Yeah, every time. Every time. That's why I was like, yo, it's just a different thing. So, like, yeah, I think the kids nowadays, it's just hard for them to learn how to, like, they just got to really be smart from a, as soon as they start, like every time they pick up their phone, they got to be thinking though. And yeah. that's why I try and get apart, like get across to them. Just make sure you thinking before you post stuff. Cause that's all that happened with job really was just, just not thinking. And I don't know what his friends are thinking either. He was just going live, bro. Like everybody wants you to go live. I don't know why he would ever go live <laughs> ever. Like dog, just don't. Yeah. Like, especially when you worth that much money. I, yeah. I feel like the team would say, Hey, we don't even care about the guns. Just stop showing people where you're at. Yeah, a lot. It was that you had the gun, but he had guns. I'm like, John, you can't have that many problems. Like, there's no way. And if you do, you need to ask for a trade from Memphis. Then, <laughs> if you have that many problems, you need to go back in your mansion. Yeah, but that's the whole thing I've been trying to understand. Like, why are y'all outside so much? Like, if you got that much money, man, you can have parties at your house. And I just don't, you know, what I mean, like, it's just I don't know. Like, I hope he gets, you know, back and kind of lock in. But that's just crazy, though. Like. My last question is always is always the same. I may switch it up at some point, but I always like to hear about what's next because I feel that last time we I asked you what was next, you were talking about you know running your own um, tournament. Yeah, and you were talking about obviously you know you accomplished it, winning another one. So mm-hmm. what's next for you, coach? Um, was well, I know next, it's not to December, but um, I'm doing uh, some memorial showcase for my mom. Um, so the goal is really just to raise money. Um, my mom was a big giver. So, you know, I'm putting this on, it's December 9th, uh, Grace brother. No, we got about, uh, 14 teams already committing everything. The schedule will be coming out next Sunday. Uh, cause it'll be a year. She passed next Sunday. Um, but, uh, so we got people coming out, we're trying to just raise money, get some sponsors, things like that. Cause, uh, it's December night, but I want to be able to just basically be able to feed a couple families, um, for Christmas and, okay get them some, um, you know, get them some gifts and things like that for Christmas. My mom was a big giver like that. So just want to kind of keep it going though. So that's just, uh, that's the next big thing I got going on. And then, you know, AAU season be back up in, uh, in March and things like that. But yeah. okay. Okay. Well, uh, I definitely want to be a part of that if I can, you know, you need help a hand or whatever you need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll let you, um, you know, man, I about, like I said, I put out a schedule next week, just going to try and blast it on IG and things like okay. that. Trying to well, you know, just get sure. it out there and make sure it gets packed as possible. And, you know, maybe get a couple of local people to sponsor and things like that, just to 
trying to help out a couple families, man. You know what I mean? I think I'm blessed. And I think the next part of life for me is just really trying to help other people. Mom. Blessed. That's crazy. Huh. I'll call her back. Yeah. But uh, what, um, <clears throat> speaking of, speaking of mom, how, how have you been handling that? How are you? It was rough at first. I ain't gonna lie. Like that was a, a really, you know, when you first happens, you kind of like, oh, I'll be all right. But then, I think you don't realize how much you actually talk to your mom, you know, what I mean? yeah. until it happens. But uh, definitely went to therapy. Um, you know, just talking about it a lot more. But uh, you know, what I mean, it just is what it is, day by yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Well, um, I'm here for you. Ever need to talk? You know, uh, we'll need microphones for that, man. But no, like, no, you know, no, yeah, but I know yeah, you yeah. got your own friend group and everything. Yeah, but um, definitely, coach, it was it was a blessing to have you here. Uh, it's always a good chat, man. And um, Michael Jordan is still better than LeBron, right? I'm always okay. going to be on Michael Jordan. It's not going to change right. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening to the episode. Uh, please tap the like button, touch subscribe if you enjoyed the show. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.